want to open up today. Today is the 50th anniversary of the United States landing on the moon. Neil Armstrong took one small step for man and one giant leap for mankind. Today, we are going to take, hopefully, that giant inch forward to a Grand Vikings season. Special episode. We have assembled for the present Mr. Ted Glover and Mr. Ed Eddie 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 Van Halen Broad Markle. Dave, Dave say Ed Ed's name three times really fast. Might get one right. Ed Broad Markle? Or how about Ed <laughs> Eddie Van Halen Broad Markle? Heard Eddie ahead. better, I've heard it all, you know. Right. Now, like 50 years ago. The season of 1969, that was the last time the Vikings won a championship, the NFL championship. We unfortunately know how all that ended when they went into the Super Bowl, but we are still the reigning NFL champs. This year being a special year where all the sports seems to be being won by somebody who hasn't won it before. We hope to carry that trend into 2019. Now here to discuss training camp, which opens up on Monday when the rookies report. Obviously, it's not open up to the fans until later, but Monday, the rookies report is Ed and Ted. Ed, how you doing this morning? Doing great, man. Doing great. Just another fine, uh, fine Saturday morning. <laughs> Ted, how you doing? Uh, if I was any better, I'd be against the law, but I'm still not as good as Ed's hair. <laughs> Ed's <laughs> hair is great. Well, officially the rookies report Monday, which is cool. Then we get, uh, they have their first practice on Tuesday and then Wednesday. Let's see. What is it? Wednesday. They have a practice Thursday. The vets report in the first full-time practice is Friday. What do you expect to see this week, if anything? Uh, I expect to see 100, well, what, 90 guys coming in in the best shape of their career. Um, I expect about 30 to 35 stories of this being Laquan Treadwell's breakout year. Um, Minimum. And and I expect, I no, I, I'm kidding. I You know, I, I, I kind of, I really don't have, Anything that I'm looking out for this week, I mean, it's rookies. And, and rookies just still getting to know everything. I, I I just want them to get through this first week without a significant injury to, to Garrett Bradbury or Irv Smith Jr. or uh, Alexander Madison or Drew Samia or or Dave's uh, future <laughs> husband, long snapper, Austin Cutting. Um, I, no, I, I, just, I just want them to get through this first week of – of camp for the rookies injury free and then just see what through the weekend and next week brings for the when the full team is together practicing. Sounds good. How about you, Ed? 
Uh, it's similar sentiment, you know. It's it's you got the rookies coming in, so they're just they're kind of learning how to practice and how to get into the flow of things. So, um, just having a good solid week of understanding that process, understanding how um, how to be coached um, at this level is going to be jarring. So, hoping that they can get in there, they can get in the flow and understand what the coaches are trying to install. Well, do you think they forgot stuff or were oversaturated during the mini camps? I, I would have to assume that they've just been oversaturated. I mean, these guys are – they're coming from a college system where um, everything's completely different, and then they're given an entire playbook, given an entire new scheme. So, um, I mean, I can imagine that a little bit's oversaturation and they're just trying to, to crunch through it at as fast as pace as they can. Mm, that's what I suspect too. A lot of them are – are swimming and, you know, just trying to keep their heads above water. They'll also get to able to put on the pads, I believe. Just, I don't know, there's probably not going to be any hitting, but just to be able to run around in the pads again, which should help. Now, Great. hopefully the coaches get with them, get them comfortable before the vets come in. And I think that started back in the spring with the OTAs and hopefully will continue and they'll probably do some tests and they'll do some physicals and they'll do everything else to see exactly where they're at and where they need to start. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to reading about it, especially on the daily Norseman. I, I can't wait for the, uh, the training camp Twitter play by play. Yes. I, yep. it's, 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 it's a, it's a rite of passage for the summer anymore. Yeah, or oh. you, you see the, the the one DB that just looks so good and then never materializes. Trying to caught a forty yard pass over Xavier Rhodes. He's back. Oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Well, exactly, and there are players like that that do great in practice, and then just nothing in the game. And then there's yeah. vice versa that do crap in practice and then look like they stand out during the game. Sloter is one that comes to mind in that category. Ed, what okay. do you think his chances of winning the backup job? I I want to say zero, just so uh, just so our, our Twitter friends don't get any more fodder. Because uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it seems like a fringe guy to me. Just just get him off the team, so I don't have to deal with the Twitter anymore. <laughs> well, we need. We'll probably be going with three quarterbacks on the fifty-three. I, I I want to go to two, honestly. I mean, you got Kirk Cousins, and his injury history is such that you can you should be able to rely on him year after year to stay healthy for the entire year. I'm fine running two quarterbacks. I don't think we've done that for over a decade. Ted, you have any thoughts? Kyle Sloter got beat out by Trevor Simeon last year. He got out. He got beat out by Trevor Simeon in Denver. Um. Kyle Slaughter is a mirage. I like the guy. I, I, I love the I love the slaughterhouse pancake thing T-shirt. I'm gonna buy one. But I, I the one thing I love this time of year because football's back and that's cool. And we know the, the regular season is right around the corner. But I also it bothers me in in some respects because every every fringe guy fighting for roster spot. 48 through 53, everybody in in the universe has their guy or their few guys that they want to make those spots. And they magnify their level of play to the point that you think they should be 
measured him for a bust in Canton. And, and right. I just, you know, it's preseason, man. These, these guys, it, I, no, I, I don't, I don't think Slaughter's going to beat out uh, Mannion, Sean Mannion. I just, I don't think he will. I, I if he does, great. I, I'm not, I'm not rooting against him. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, you've got a pretty proven history of him not being able to beat out mediocre quarterbacks so far. Why will he do it this year? Tell me why he will do it this year and why he didn't do it the last two or three years. Same reason Treadwell steps up and takes the WR3 position. <sighs> I'm already getting a headache just thinking <laughs> about having to read those stories. Um, it's, it's, and, it, and you're right, and Drew had mentioned it on the last show. It's that final six positions that are going to be battled for. Yeah. And who out of, you know, those 40 extra players is going to get those? You know, some we can always automatically say, like, uh, Ole Udo, well, he's going to be a project. Most likely we're going to try to squeeze him onto the practice squad. There's not enough room. There's not enough. They're not going to hold more than 10 offensive linemen, right, type deal. You're running out of space. Yeah, I just, you know, I, I just, and if they go three quarterbacks, Slaughter's going to be QB3. I don't see any of the, they, they got, um, oh, the dude the from, kid from Jake Oregon. Browning. Jake Browning, is it yeah. Jake Browning? Is that the guy's mm -hmm. name? Yep, Jake Browning. Yeah, the, the guy the guy that got schooled by a bad Ohio State defense in the Rose Bowl, that guy? Yes, yeah, that, guy. Guy. that guy. We're, we're missing the main storyline here. Sean Mannion is who we should be talking about. <laughs> well, Sean Mannion well, should be, point, yeah. should be the backup, but he's nothing extraordinary either or has well, never he, demonstrated that gentlemen he has been in a room with sean mcveigh at the same time which means he is an often yeah i mean he, he, should, he should have been hired for the oc job let's be fair <laughs> <laughs> all, all i know is this if kirk cousins goes down it's a lost season yeah yeah absolutely and that's that's what i've been saying for for a while it's like a lot of people put a lot of stock in Kirk Cousins and inside a tangent this, but they put a lot of stock in, okay, we paid him $84 million guaranteed. And, like, if he goes down for injury, you lose all that. But if he goes down for injury, your season is already pretty much toast. You're not going to get a, uh, a season like 2017 that often where your backup just overperforms consistently. Just not going to happen. No. I don't, I, I don't disagree. That 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 is rare. That's the you know that princess glass slipper story type that rarely happens. So, but hopefully, Kirk Cousins has a long history of being healthy. So, let him stay that way. Knock on wood. Yep. All right. With the rookies reporting this week. Are there any other stories you expect to see in the press? You talking about the whole team or just just the rookies? Just focused on the rookies. Um, I expect a lot of propaganda on Garrett Bradbury being the next McTinglehoff. Okay. Uh, I want to see at It'd least. It'd be good if he is. I want to see at least three or four stories on that, whether they are true or not. Again, this is propaganda week. <laughs> Um, no, I, I really, honestly, I do want to. I, I am interested to see uh, Bradbury, uh, Drew Samia. I don't think he's going to push for a starting job right away. I, I think he will be in the mix for a starting gig, maybe towards the end of the year. Right. I, I, it just really depends on how Josh Klein plays, obviously. 
Um, that's kind of that's kind of my main focus. Bradbury, Samia, and and once the whole team comes together, the O line. Because if they have another bad performance on the O line, I, I don't really think it matters. I don't think a whole lot else matters, to be quite honest. And are you looking forward to reading something this week? Yeah, I mean, I, I think we're going to see. I think, like Ted mentioned, we're going to see a lot on, on Drew Samia. I, I think that's going to be a big storyline, and um, I wouldn't be surprised if it goes the way of uh, O'Neill last year, mm-hmm. where he was impressive in camp, and then he kind of got in based on injury, and then kind of didn't relinquish that job again. So I wouldn't be surprised if that if that pans out again with Samia. You hope it doesn't because you hope you stay healthy, um, but I wouldn't be surprised there. Um, I also. I'm looking forward to um, some stories on Chris Boyd because I think with uh, with what we got suspension wise and with Hughes coming off of injury, he could be on the starting roster in some of these early games um, if he takes on the system and if Zimmer and company can get him tuned up in time, or at least as a rotational player. Right. Yeah, you know, giving a guy a break. That's not a bad. That is a good look. See. I'm looking forward to seeing Irv Smith and Madison, um, especially when they get the pads on, and we're not going to see that this first week. But I want to see, I want to see shots of them doing what they're supposed to be doing, whether it be pass blocking or hitting the correct hole, or eventually blocking. Because me being right. an ex lineman, I love when the guys hit each other. But I also want to see Irv catching footballs. I want to see him running down and hopefully beating some of the other corners or linebackers across the middle, and it just be obvious. Those are stories I'm looking forward to this week. Now, with that, I was going to wrap this up for the day, a special edition of Good Morning Gallahorn. Ed, you got any last words for the group? Uh, no, I just think if uh, if you're a Vikings fan, you just you should be really excited about this year. Um, we got a lot of pieces uh, in place to to put a a solid line together. I mean, it's it, it might not you know light the world on fire, but it should be better than last year. Um, I think that's a pretty low mark to hit. Um, you got <laughs> a bunch of guys returning. You got this defense that that's just looks primed to to have a, a little bit of a bounce back season, but. I mean, under Zimmer, it's, I don't think you should ever be concerned about what the defense does. Um, be excited about the coaching changes we've made with uh, Stefanski, Kubiak, um, Dennison. Um, there's a lot to be excited about this year. So last year kind of sucked, but this year, I think the sky's the limit if stuff starts to turn out well. So just be excited. Ted? You, you open the show with the 1969 Vikings. I'm going to close the show with the 1969 Vikings and, and a story – uh, my dad, my dad's, this is my dad's conspiracy theory. He said the 1969 team was so good and they played so bad in the Super Bowl and Joe Cap threw six interceptions. He swears. My dad swore until he got Alzheimer's to the point that he couldn't really remember a whole lot of stuff. He swore that Joe Cap was on the take that game and that he threw that game on purpose because he was upset with the contract and the money he was making with the Vikings. And I, I got to tell you, there's, there's, there's smoke to that fire, I, I think. I mean, because when you look at it, Cap sat out next year, didn't get a new contract, and, and, his, and his theory goes, the Vikings found out about it after the Super Bowl, and instead of giving him a new contract, I think they offered him a pay cut, 
And then when he wouldn't take that, they traded him to the worst team in the NFL at the time, the New England Patriots. Food for thought. Conspiracy theory. Anyway, Love it. I, I, I think the Vikings, we'll see. Well, I, I just, I'm, I'm holding out my expectations until I, I get a good feel on the offensive line. And that, I think that will determine a lot of where the Vikings offense goes with, with the new schemes and the new coaches and everything else. So we'll see. We'll, we'll start finding out some answers to these questions this week, though, and that's good. Absolutely. And for everybody, we want to wish you a great weekend. Be safe. Enjoy yourself. And go, baby! Oh, Mike.